but I was watching it and I saw a load of different TikToks saying this is my reaction to the very first scene and this is my reaction to the opening joke and I thought oh well can't be that bad and then I watched it and I was like oh my god yeah it is bad it is bad Well, hello there. Um, you probably heard my voice before, but welcome. Welcome to the very first episode, the premiere episode of my brand new podcast, How's That? My name's Curious. You may have known me by previous titles, however, I'm gonna stick with Curious for this one. Um, but welcome to the How's That? podcast, where we discuss everything and anything that you want to talk about, that I want to talk about. We're gonna keep it very relaxed, we're gonna keep it very informal. This is just kind of gonna be like a voice notes kind of thing, like um the things that i'd probably say to myself but i'm like you know what i feel like sharing it with other people because they might be interested in listening to it anyway if you are sad enough to be li- i'm joking if you are um interested enough to be listening to what i have to say then welcome thank you very much for joining me today um i'm recording this on a very rainy sunday afternoon and you know what i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying the weather i do like the rainy weather you know sundays are probably the worst days out of the week but when it's raining outside it's a little bit more bearable but anyway yeah welcome to the how's that podcast you're gonna notice i ramble a lot and you're gonna notice i rant a lot as well so you know stay tuned for more of that i guess but um yeah today we're gonna be talking about you can probably guess by the title netflix comedy specials and if you're not familiar um netflix is I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be familiar, but Netflix is a streaming platform that you can use to stream millions of TV shows and films and everything like that. Um, And in recent years, it's become more popular with comedians, um, British comedians in particular, which I will go on to talk about a little bit more later. But um, for comedians to make their own specials, so basically when they're on tour or when they're on a kind of press release i don't really know what they're called but kind of press tours and things like that they'll sometimes invite a camera crew um specifically from netflix to uh come and tape a recording of their show and then they'll make it um a netflix special so they'll put it on netflix so people that weren't able to attend the tour can go and watch what routine they performed at that tour um and today we're going to be talking about what's been going on with netflix comedy specials recently because i am a big watcher of netflix comedy specials i love comedy i love britcoms i love comedians i love following comedians i love watching comedy panel shows everything to do with comedy specifically british comedy but i will be discussing some american ones as well um we're going to be discussing what's been going on with those because i've noticed that quite a lot of ones that I've watched more recently have just been a little bit more I don't know a little bit more kind of iffy and I don't know whether that's to do with the way that our society's kind of changed in terms of being so subjective to humor but we're going to be discussing everything to do with that and what's what's been going on with Netflix specials and everything to do with that so before I get started I'd like to give you a little bit of background on like what kind of comedies I like to watch, who comedians I'm interested in, everything like that. I probably say I always lean towards British comedy just because I am British, it's the comedy I understand the best and it just feels like the most relatable and kind of things that I can laugh along with because I get the joke straight away if that makes sense rather than American comedy. Sometimes I mean like American comedy there is jokes like I understand because it's like a universal thing rather than just an American thing but then there's those jokes that are like specific to America and it's kind of like that's not really funny to me but anyway um, 
My favourite British comedians and my favourite comedians overall. My favourite my favourite British comedians include Greg Davis. You know, just straight off the bat, Greg Davis is one of my favourite comedians of all time. Ed Gamble, um, James A. Caster, Jack Whitehall, um, Michael McIntyre. I'd say Russell Howard quite recently. I've got into Russell Howard's work. Like, I didn't used to like him, but... You know, I feel like <laughs> I find him more funny now. Uh, Ricky Gervais, which is quite a controversial one, which I will discuss later on, but I do like Ricky Gervais. I do think he's very funny. Um, and yeah, did I say Jack Whitehall? Yeah, I did say Jack Whitehall. Um, Ramesh Ranganathan, Rob Beckett, um, Catherine. Oh my God, I've forgotten her surname. <laughs> shows how much of, shows how big a fan I am of her. Um, Catherine Ryan, that's it. Um, Angela Barnes, Dara Breen, um, Josh Widdicombe, um, I'm trying to think of people, actually, <laughs> um, Alex Horn, obviously, I mean, just the whole of the Taskmaster lineup and the whole of the Mock the Week lineup, to be honest, I mean, anybody that's ever been on any of those shows, um, I'm not gonna say to you, oh my god, Sean Locke, Sean Locke, I love Sean Locke, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not gonna say to you about, um, Jimmy Carr because I will be addressing that a little bit later on about his most recent Netflix special but I feel like I've rumbled on enough about comedians um a couple of my favorite I don't have that too many American comedians that I love like a lot but John Mulaney just sticks out for me as one John Mulaney um and Rob Delaney as well which you can't get their, <laughs> you can't get their names mixed up because they do sound quite similar but yeah anyway enough about my favorite comedians let's jump straight into the podcast okay so starting with not a british comedy actually because i do have quite a lot of british comedy netflix specials that i do want to talk about so i'm going to start with actually not a british comedy i'm going to start with an american netflix comedy special because this is from an american comedian one that i did mention was one of my favorites and this is kid gorgeous by john mulaney possibly one of my favorite netflix specials of all time there are so many jokes in this that are just iconic to me that I could just reel off for you, that I could just recite to you because purely because I've watched it so many times and I just enjoy it every single time. John Mulaney is an American comedian. I'm pretty sure he's 39 years old, <laughs> which makes me very sad. Um, but he's 39 years old. He's an American comedian. Um, he's actually an English major, which was surprising to me. Um, he went to university and got an got a major got a degree in English um so but somehow he ended up as a comedian um Kid Gorgeous was produced in I want to say 2018 I think it was 2018 I actually don't know it might have been 2017 I'm not too sure but Kid Gorgeous is one of my favorite Netflix specials comedy specials of all time just because the jokes in it are just so iconic and I don't know whether that's because I myself am a John Mulaney fan or whether this would like appear the same way to an outsider or not but I just I don't know I just fall in love with it every time and it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it I just always feel like such a such a connection to it and such like a kind of feel like I'm at home almost (laughs) which sounds a bit sad because it's literally just a Netflix comedy special but John just has this certain way of like telling jokes that just makes you feel like you're part of it almost and it just like makes you feel like you're in the audience with him and like the way he just uses the whole stage and he like gets the audience involved and he like tells stories from his childhood and things like that but he manages to keep the whole thing funny like I think the whole thing's about an hour and a half in total or maybe closer to two hours I'm not too sure but um 
he keeps the whole thing interesting and there's not any point that you want to think I need to switch this off because he just keeps the whole thing interesting and it's just such a it's just such a special thing to me like if you asked me like one Netflix comedy special I'd recommend to you if you'd never watched one before I would recommend Kid Gorgeous by John Mulaney to you because it's just so iconic and I just love it so much um whether that's me being biased because I'm a massive just simp and apologist for John Mulaney I don't know but yeah anyway um so Kid Gorgeous kind of focuses a bit around his childhood but also a bit around like problems that he's faced in adulthood so he kind of starts the routine with stories from his childhood you know the kind of classic um this is a moment that's stuck out from my childhood for me and I'm gonna tell it to you so um basically he recalls like how um he sees his mum sometimes um like when he goes home to visit his mum um and he'll just kind of there's nothing he can really discuss with her because he doesn't have well at this point he didn't have children um he only had a girlfriend so there wasn't really much he could discuss with her so he just basically said to her have you ever seen a ghost (laughs) and um he says that she gave the most interesting answer anyone could possibly give which was yes um (laughs) basically um but he like incorporates the whole of that joke into like the end of the routine as well so like he touches on that joke at the end of his routine as well and I just think that that was like an amazing kind of all-rounder thing so I love when like someone like discusses something at the beginning and then they kind of get back to it at the end it's like oh my god you didn't forget that's amazing but no anyway um but yeah there's so many jokes in Kid Gorgeous that like I just love I think probably my favorite one is probably about the horse in the hospital obviously a reference to Donald Trump being, being elected the president um and I'd say definitely the jokes about his wife as well um which I could literally recite to you as like um as it is <laughs> I don't want to just recite the whole other thing to you but it's like and I said to my wife am I okay to make fun of you on stage and she goes yeah just just don't say that I'm a bitch and that you don't like me <laughs> I'm just oh my god I, I don't want to yeah anyway <laughs> hello <laughs> my wife is a bitch and I don't like her <laughs> anyway we're not here to make fun of John Mulaney I'm not making fun of John Mulaney I'm just reciting John Mulaney for you but anyway um I think that that is one that you can't call controversial because there is nothing that could be considered controversial in it just because he's such a unproblematic comedian like there's been a couple of things recently about John Mulaney because basically um he ditched his pregnant wife while he was on tour and like he cheated on his wife um he went back into rehab and things like that we're not gonna get into that though we're here to talk about his comedy special which came out like three years before this happened but anyway john mulaney kid gorgeous 10 out of 10 would watch again probably will watch again in a couple of days when i'm feeling sad (laughs) when i could be watching something new but you know no i'll stick with the stuff i know but yeah kid gorgeous is just one of those things that you can't fault because there is nothing wrong with it and whether that's me being biased i don't know but i'd love to hear what your opinions on it are if you've seen it um if you haven't seen it definitely go and watch it please because i just won't shut up about it so yeah kid gorgeous 10 out of 10 every time (laughs) um and next i'm actually gonna discuss a more controversial one just because i feel like i need like both sides of the both ends of the spectrum if that makes sense and i haven't actually finished this yet because purely because it was so misogynistic discriminatory whatever negative words you want to associate with it will probably make sense but this is jimmy carr and his dark materials i just 
I can't, I don't even want to talk about it just because it just filled me with like anger. It just filled me with anger and it filled me with dread and it filled me with just embarrassment almost. It was like secondhand embarrassment I was getting from watching this because it was just like, why is he saying this stuff? And he just, it's just the way he just laughs. Like, you know his laugh. If you know Jimmy Carr, you know his laugh. He's like, ha ha ha. And it's like, he just uses that laugh and he just uses this kind of shock factor of humor. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to say this. It's going to offend somebody, but I don't care. I'm going to laugh it off. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I just don't find him funny. I used to find him funny. I don't find him funny anymore purely because he uses like, he makes minority jokes. Like he'd just be like, because um, this is his brand new Netflix special. It's called His His Dark Materials. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it. <laughs> I, I don't want to recommend it to you just because it's absolute rubbish but anyway um he basically right at the start makes a rape joke right at the start right off the bat like i'd seen a couple of tiktoks about it um and i'd seen people saying like um recording my reaction to jimmy carr's opening joke in his new netflix special and people were looking shocked people were looking appalled people were looking like you know he just murdered someone and i thought oh well it can't be that bad can it some people are more like sensitive to jokes because you know humor is so subjective than others but i thought like oh maybe it's not that bad so i watched it straight away makes a rape joke straight away makes a rape and i just thought what is wrong with this man like he's just opened his netflix special with a rape joke like how low can you how low can you put the bar to open your new Netflix special when you haven't made one in like three or four years with a rape joke? You're joking about something that's not even funny, that's a crime, that's like, why was he making jokes about that? I don't know, but anyway. And then he goes on to just laugh it off and just carry on with the routine. Honestly, if I was in that audience, I think I would have walked out. And there was another point that absolutely boiled my blood. Like, um, I can't remember what the exact like punchline was but basically this woman at the back she um she basically yelled out rude like she went rude and then jimmy carl went what like like called out the woman at the back and then she went um and she went like that was rude and then he basically said to her he basically said to her like oh what was it but he was just calling her out and he was just calling her ugly and i was just like stop and then he basically said to her you're what dimmer switches in the bedroom were invented for and i was like what was the need? What was the actual need? Like, I get he's joking, and I get he was just trying to, like, make it fun. I was like, what was the need? He just called out this woman that he's never met before in his life, just called her ugly, and just basically told her that no one wants to see her naked. I was like, what is wrong with this man? And then he was making jokes to this, like, 18-year-old that was sat in the front row with his mum. He was like, yeah, and then he was just basically to, like, explain it to this 18-year-old that his mum masturbates. I was like, what is wrong with this man anyway but um like i said i haven't finished it purely because by that point i was just completely and utterly done like i just couldn't i physically couldn't carry on watching it because it was just bringing me secondhand embarrassment and pain i was just like i really can't watch this i will try and finish it for you guys for science <laughs> it's not really science is it i'll try and finish it for scientific purposes but anyway jimmy carr his dark materials i have so many thoughts on it i just i i can't I can't express to you the level of like anger and embarrassment and just every like negative emotion that was just running through my body when I was watching that. I was like, oh my God, he needs to stop. He needs to stop. He needs some milk, honestly. Like I was just watching it. I just thought I'd never seen anything like this before. 
because I have never, I have never watched something that was so, like, shocking to just, like, be shocked at every single sentence that was coming out of this man's mouth. You know, like, I've been to, I went to go and see Jack Whitehall in 2019, um, and there were a couple jokes in it that I was like, because I went with my parents, which was probably a mistake. I mean, Jack Whitehall's not that bad, you do have comedians that are worse than Jack Whitehall, but I went with my um, parents to go and see Jack Whitehall in December of 2019, just before the pandemic started, and there were a couple of jokes in there that I was like, mm. <laughs> and then he just made, and then he just went and made a Netflix special out of it, I was like, wow. Wow, I really just went and watched a show that's now been put on Netflix for everyone to see. Wow. Anyway, but yeah. Um he just I don't know, I just felt like it was different with Jimmy Carr because everything that he was saying was just like what are you talking about, man? Why are you saying this? Oh my god, he needs to stop. Like I said, I just couldn't finish it. I will try and finish it just to see if it gets any better. I doubt it will, but just to see if it gets any less, like, shocking. But this man just uses shock factor, and he just picks on minorities to try and make jokes because he was like, are there any vegans in the audience? Are there any gingers in the audience? And I was like, is this seriously the furthest the base of your jokes can go? Well, you're just going to pick on minority groups that have, like, classically been made fun of just because they're different. And he's just like, hey, like, I'm going to talk about race now because I'm a straight white man. I was like, Okay, you do you, I guess, boo. But, like, I was... Oh, my God, just... I, I don't want to... No. <laughs> and you may be thinking, like, Curious, that's the whole point of the name. It's called His Dark Materials because it's dark materials that he can't discuss anywhere else. It's, like, dark humour and using stuff like that. Yes, but there is a difference between dark humour and something that is borderline offensive. The stuff he was saying was borderline offensive. And I was like... This man, honestly, I've never seen anything like I'm surprised Netflix let him put that on there. I'm surprised Netflix went through with the whole production process on that because that was just so surprising and just something I'd never seen before. Because, I don't know, it just felt like, why am I watching this? Like, this should be, like, not viewable for anyone. This shouldn't be on Netflix. I don't know. Like, obviously, there's more, like, rude and, like, X-rated and inappropriate stuff on Netflix than that, but, like... You know, I just, <laughs> I was just like left open mouthed. Like I was literally like, <gasps> like what is, oh my, like he went there. He really went there. He really went there. And I was thinking like, surely there must be like a criteria that comedians have to pass to be able to put their specials on Netflix. Because like, I know that there's comedians who haven't had their specials put on Netflix. And then there's comedians who have, like for example, um, I th- I'm trying to think of one actually. Um, I think there was a routine that I think it was Ricky Gervais did. I think it was Ricky Gervais's did like Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes. I think it was 2020. <laughs> I mean, this just shows like how subjective humor is. I found some of the jokes he was making funny, but some people were just like, "Oh my God, Ricky Gervais needs to be cancelled. Ricky Gervais needs to be like told off for this. Ricky Gervais needs to be like educated on this and this and this." And I was like, "It's a joke." It, it, it is a joke at the end of the day that's all it is that's all he was trying to do he was just making a joke he was trying to be the funny guy like i think there's a difference between offending someone humoring someone and i know the line is very thin and that area is very gray and you can't really like sometimes you can't distinguish with it sometimes you can it's sometimes harder to distinguish between a joke and offending someone than others but than other times but you know that's all he was doing <laughs> um 
And I've watched, um, this isn't really a comedy. I don't really know what genre you'd call it, but I don't, it's definitely not a comedy. Well, parts of it are, but I don't think, like, the story, main storyline of it is. But um, Ricky Gervais recently produced a show, and season three is coming out so soon, and I'm so excited for it, uh, called Afterlife. And if you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend watching it, because it's one of the best things I've watched in such a long time. You've probably seen the clip of it where um, he's walking past the school, and then this little ginger kid yells out to him, and he goes, Pedo! And he goes, what did you just call me? And the boy goes, pedo, <laughs> he goes, and he goes, um, I'm not a pedo, and even if I were, you'd be safe, you'd tell me a little ginger cunt, I was like, <laughs> honestly, but, um, it, stuff like that makes me laugh, and stuff like that might not make other people laugh, but that's, like, the kind of nature of, like, the subjectiveness of humour, that, like, something I might find hilarious, you might be like, um, <laughs> and then other stuff, like, other people find hilarious, and I'm just like, where's the funny side to that? And it takes me a couple of days sometimes. Sometimes it takes me like a couple of minutes to like get a joke and then I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, it's not funny anymore. I'm like, I know. I just have to like process it. <laughs> it only makes sense to me like 20 minutes after we finish the conversation. But anyway, um, Afterlife is such an amazing series. It's not really a comedy, but parts of it are. And I think that Ricky Gervais is just kind of like blunt, dry humour. It's just really, really appealing to me. Just because I have quite a similar style of humour where it's just like dry and blunt and you kind of just like cut people off and you just make them think like why did I say that that was embarrassing and it's just kind of like it's it's very me it's very relatable I was just like wow I love I love this guy and I love this show Afterlife is such a good show if you haven't watched it I would definitely recommend watching it um there's two seasons out at the moment and season three is coming I think it's like the middle of January the end of January something like that I'm not too sure but speaking of series slash kind of comedies that are coming out the end of January, Derry Girls. If you haven't watched Derry Girls, oh my god, one of the funniest things ever. As someone who has like a partially Irish background and has grown up with like Irish people and Irish influence and things like that, Derry Girls is one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Um, it's basically about this group of friends who grew up in um, Derry or London Derry in Northern Ireland in, I think it's based in the 60s or the 70s or something like that oh no i think it might be the 90s actually also i don't know anyway no there's take that in it so it must be the 90s anyway <laughs> um it's about a group of friends who are growing up um after like the ira bombings and everything like that and it's just so like poignant and just makes you feel like you're there with them and it's just an amazing show and it's just so funny because there's so many different like strands of humor like in shows that i've watched but they just all appeal to me it's so weird, like, I can go from, like, downright dark humour to, like, light humour to humour that could be considered offensive to some people, to, like, I don't know, just any, any kind of humour that some people might not get, some people might get, some people might understand, some people might not understand, it just really shows you how, like, I think there is something for everyone out there, though, like, I think that if you haven't found a comedy that's appealing to you yet, you just need to keep looking because you will find one, and it will make you laugh, and it will tickle you, that sounds really weird, (laughs) but it will tickle you, and it will make you think, like, I want to be experiencing that joke, too, and another one, another recommend, I know I have a lot of recommendations, but another, um, comedy that I've recently watched, The Cleaner, and it's got my favourite person ever in it, Greg Davis, (laughs) um, The Cleaner is on BBC iPlayer, um, I think you can probably find it on something else as well, but that's where I watched it, on BBC iPlayer, um, stars Greg Davis as the main character as a cleaner, a crime scene cleaner called Wiki, um, 
and it's just about how he goes to these crime scenes and he's cleaning up but he learns so much information about like different people and it's got david mitchell in it as well i mean nothing's not funny if it hasn't got david mitchell in it but um yeah but anyway um it's just such an amazing series and so so funny it's just like again it's got that dry kind of witty humor and that's just really appealing to me um so yeah the cleaner dairy girls afterlife afterlife i wouldn't really call a comedy i'd kind of call it i don't really know what i'd call it but i wouldn't call it a comedy because it's basically based on ricky gervais's character whose name i can't remember for the life of me but (laughs) shows how many times i've watched it ricky's character um who's recently lost his wife to cancer and he was basically he'd made a plan to kill himself because he wanted to be with his wife um in the afterlife that's what it's called afterlife but he basically goes through this journey of like self-discovery and self-healing to realize that he didn't need to die in order to be closer to his wife because he's made these amazing relationships with new friends and people who feel like his family and uh, there's actually this woman at the graveyard where he goes to visit his wife's grave there's this woman who sits on the bench because she's there to visit her husband's grave and they make amazing friends and it's just honestly the ending make me cry but it's just one of those series that just like makes makes you think makes you feel just makes you puts you right in your feels you know but yeah i've just always loved comedy and i've always loved comedians and just watching something that can make me laugh because ever since i was younger i always just remember like you know those kind of when you're flicking through the channels and those kind of like panel shows come on for example like eight or ten cats um mock the week would i lie to you stuff like that um taskmaster sometimes but you know when you're just flicking through the channels and sometimes like um you'll see these kind of panel shows and you'll kind of think oh like usually people would flick past them but like i'd switch on to them and i'd just laugh like even if i didn't get the joke i'd just like see the people there see the people were happy see the people were laughing see the people were making jokes and i'd just be like yeah that's funny that's funny i like that um and one of my most like fondest memories is i think was watching gavin and stacy for the first time um if you're not british then i i I don't really know how to explain it to you so i think there is an american version of gavin and stacy obviously i don't think it'd be miles as good as the original one but i think that's um you probably heard of james corden that's where james corden got his kind of starter like start of his career um and that was the case with a lot of the actors that starred in gavin and stacy was that was where their career started and that was like the pinnacle point of their career that was their peak i'm joking <laughs> that was their peak but you know i can't really like i know that was their peak for a lot of them um but yeah and i think that like growing up with that and just seeing gavin and stacy for the first time and then kind of being introduced to another a lot of shows um similar to Gavin and Stacey like used a similar style of humor such such as Miranda if you've never watched Miranda oh my god I can't talk to you (laughs) Miranda um Little Britain come fly with me those two are quite controversial to some people because they were actually removed off Netflix because they were so some of the jokes in them seemed so inappropriate but um yeah come fly with me little britain uh big school which is another one created by david williams um which is absolutely hilarious for some reason that got taken off netflix i didn't even think that was that controversial but apparently it was um trying to think of other ones um miranda um trying to think like i mentioned uh gavin and stacy um just kind of sketch shows and things and i think that kind of kick-started my love for uh sitcoms as well because i'm a huge lover of sitcoms um a sitcom that i talk about a lot and is my favorite of all time is the big bang theory just because and i just i can't explain to you my love for it just because it's such a like complicated like 
ball of emotions that I just have for the Big Bang Theory. Um, I started watching the Big Bang Theory in 2018 when I was going through a rough patch in my life and I was looking for something that I could just binge watch and I could just have on in the background and I could just like watch and watch and watch and like at the beginning I was a bit put off by the title the big bang theory because I'm not a great lover of science and I thought like oh this is going to be all about science it's just going to be about two nerdy physicists and they're just going to constantly be talking about science but then I think probably around the third season I started to realize like this is actually pretty funny and I was laughing along with it and I was like getting to know the characters and I was just like I like this character I like the storyline I like these jokes and it's not all about science I mean obviously that is a huge part of the show but it's not all about science and I think that's probably what puts quite a lot of people off it is like oh I don't watch the big bang theory because it's going to be all about science because the main characters are two physicists and it's like no no I know like the big bang theory is obviously a scientific concept but it's not just about that you get to know the friends you get to know their relationships you get to know their stories you get to know their lives <laughs> and I know obviously they're not real people but I've fallen in love with them as actors as well because Jim Parsons I've who plays Sheldon Cooper I've watched a load of his stuff like since I've kind of seen the Big Bang Theory and thought oh maybe I can explore their other work as well I watched The Flight Attendant which stars Kaylee Cuoco who plays Penny and I loved it I mean obviously these aren't Netflix comedy specials so I'm going a bit off topic but I said I was going to so you know what can you expect this is what you can expect from me honestly but there are different kinds of comedies and there are different kinds of comedy specials. I think the most recent ones that I've probably heard of are um, Lubricant, which is a comedy special by Russell Howard, um, which was which only came out a couple of weeks ago, I think, and I found it absolutely hilarious. I just thought, like, I can watch this, I can enjoy this, it's not controversial, it's not funny, just because I like his style of comedy, but then comparing it to His Dark Materials by Jimmy Carr, and I was just shocked. I was left open-mouthed. I was like, what is this about? Is this allowed? Is this allowed? Like, I was fully shocked. I've never been so shook in my life. And then another one that I wanted to talk to you about came out um, at the end of November, I think it was, was the Jonas Brothers Family Roast. And again, I loved it. I was just literally like quaking. I was like, this is so good. This is so funny. But I think the difference between there was there's been a lot of roasts and there's been a lot of like roast battles and roast challenges and things like that. I think the thing that makes a good roast is um, the fact that it's based on the person themselves. For example, I know that um, Justin Bieber had a roast. There was like a Justin the roast of Justin Bieber, um, and Pete Davidson came on it. And you know I love Pete Davidson. I mean. You're probably not going to know that, but I love Pete Davidson. <laughs> I'll just tell you now. I love Pete Davidson. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Um, and it wasn't really his joke that I had an issue with. It was the woman that came before him. I don't know her name, but she basically made a joke saying, no wonder Justin's got moves. Um, he spent the entirety of... Because, um, like, he spent the entirety of his time in the womb dodging coat hangers. Because, basically, um, Justin was raised with a single mum and... Um, she didn't have a dad around, he didn't have a dad around, she didn't have her husband or boyfriend or whatever he was around, so, um, and she made this joke saying Justin spent the entirety of his time in the womb dodging coat hangers, which is obviously a reference to an old fashion method of abortion, and I just thought, like, that was a little bit uncalled for, that was a little bit uncalled for, like, people laughed, he laughed, obviously, because he had to, but that was a little bit uncalled for. 
because it's the roast of Justin Bieber, not the roast of his mum and dad, is it? Like, and then Pete Davidson basically made a joke saying, um, he said to him, he said, Justin, my dad in my dad died in nine eleven, um, and then I realised that Justin's dad was never around for him, and like, basically just said to him like, uh, look at the way he turned out, and then he said something like, I'm glad my dad's dead now. Look at Justin, and I was just like, this is not a joke about just that's just like. There's a difference between making a joke about, like, the person themselves. Because it's called the roast of Justin Bieber. It's not called the roast of Justin Bieber's parents, is it? Like, the race, the roast of the way that Justin Bieber was raised. I was just like, eh? But then the thing with the Jonas Brothers family roast was, again, my beloved Pete Davidson was on that. But um, the difference with that was they were roasting them directly. And they even got the Jonas Brothers' wives on there to roast them directly. Like, Priyanka Chopra, oh my god, she killed it. Priyanka Chopra absolutely killed it me i was literally in love i was like i love this woman this woman this woman is my religion <laughs> but like she absolutely killed it she destroyed nick and like literally put him through the floor he was like hiding behind the chair at points i was like i love this woman but anyway like that's the thing there are so many different styles of comedy and like those are the three that i like wanted to focus on was lubricant by russell howard his dark materials by jimmy carr and the jonas brothers family roast they are, they all cover like such different bases of humor but they're all kind of funny in their own way obviously not his dark materials but like i all i had a different reaction to all of them even though all of them are considered comedy and that's what i wanted to kind of like focus this on is the subjectiveness of humor that like one thing somebody might find the most hilarious thing they've ever heard and that same thing somebody might find the most offensive thing they've ever heard and that's just the truth with humour, really, isn't it? That, like, there's not a definitive... De- can can I even say that? Is that even English? Definitive definition... I don't even know if that's English. I, I give up at this point. But anyway, there's not a definitive definition for humour. That, like, we can all laugh at the same thing. We can all find the same thing funny. And I think that's kind of beautiful, in a way, that we're <laughs> just making this really, really deep. It's literally a joke! But no, <laughs> but, like... There is just something so beautiful about the fact that I can find this hilarious. You might not find it hilarious. You might come back to the same thing a year later and find it hilarious then. But you might have not found it hilarious before. And that's just very funny to me. That, like, things we can watch as kids and we don't see the funny side of it. And then we come back to it when we're, like, what, like, 16, 17? And we think, oh, like, that's what the joke was supposed to mean. Because, like... I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be embarrassed to admit to you. I have been rewatching Austin and Ali, yes, I will admit that to you. I'm purely admitting that to you because I love Ross Lynch and I love the driver era and obviously Ross Lynch was Austin in Austin and Ali, so I was like, yeah, a little throwback, watch us watch little Ross Lynch in back in like two thousand eleven. But yeah. Just cause the plot is so good, <laughs> I'm joking. But like I was rewatching Austin and Ali and there were some jokes that I just didn't get as a kid and then like I was watching I was oh like that's what it means and like that's something like i wanted to discuss in another episode is like the way that what tv shows we watch as kids can like shape how we kind of blossom into adulthood if that makes sense but that's another that's another topic for another episode but anyway i think that the kind of subjectiveness of humor and the way that we see things from one viewpoint and somebody else sees it from another viewpoint it just makes me happy and it just makes me so interested to just dive into the freaking science of humor if that's even a thing (laughs) and the final thing i wanted to just like quickly kind of talk about before i wrap this whole thing up because i don't want to keep these episodes too long i just wanted this to be like as short as possible 
because I'm very boring. <laughs> if I go on for too long, I get very boring. So the last thing I wanted to discuss was the difference between UK and US comedy. And any American people listening, I'm sorry if I offend you by saying that your humour is not funny, but coming from a British person who has been raised in the UK their whole life and who just, you know, just naturally finds things that come from the UK more funny because quite frankly they are but yeah <laughs> um I'm sorry to any Americans I offend I really hope that you carry on listening because I love you and I love your burgers I'm joking <laughs> oh god I'm so sorry but anyway um there is such a difference between comedy in the UK and comedy in America like one thing I wanted to talk about and I am very educated on this because I've watched a George Mimulus video on it <laughs> is The Inbetweeners. Now, The Inbetweeners is a TV show that was originally produced in the UK, follows the lives of four teenage boys who, you know, just are your stereotypical teenage boys in the UK. That's just, like, how they are and that's just how they behave and that's how they talk and, you know, bus wankers and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then Americans came along and they were like, hey, this is funny in the UK. This was a hit in the UK. Maybe we should make it. And I think it was, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Korg in Thor Ragnarok and actually produced Thor Ragnarok, um, I can't remember his name, but um, he actually produced a couple of episodes of the Inbetweeners US version. And I was like, I was watching, you know, Big George Mimulus, my favourite guy, my favourite faceless person, dream, joking, what? Who said that? But anyway, <laughs> but I was watching Big George Mimulus's video on it and like the, the jokes that are made in the in-between as American version are just not funny. And I don't know whether Americans were like sitting there laughing along to this, but I was like, how, was this televised? Like, (laughs) did they actually put this on the telly and expect people to laugh at it? Did Americans find this funny? Because you know the classic bus wankers bit where they drive past the people at the bus station and they go bus wankers. In the American version, they went bus turds. I was like, is that supposed to be funny? Like, what is going on with this? Is that supposed to be funny? Is that supposed to be, like, Americans' base of humour? Is that, like, considered funny to Americans? But there is just such a different style. I feel like in the UK, we're less afraid to be offensive and we're less afraid to offend people. I think that's the main difference, that, like, we can kind of brush on the sensitive topics that Americans just don't dare go near. Like, stuff that was produced in like the early 2000s and the early 2010s as well in the UK has been deemed offensive in modern society or whatever and has been picked up on and has been may I say it cancelled I was doing that in quotation marks but you can't see it has been cancelled let's say but for a lot of shows like Little Brain Come Fly With Me things like that they have been cancelled just because they made jokes about minority groups and they made jokes about stuff that isn't considered humour anymore but to be honest, I just, I really, I don't understand how Americans can find stuff funny. Because coming from a British person, let me just tell you right now, it's got enough, it's got nothing on us, it's got nothing on us. Okay, so I'm actually recording this, like, last bit, this kind of outro bit on a different day now, so... I'm hoping that I did manage to say everything I wanted to say to do with comedy specials, my opinion on it, the subjective nature of comedy, difference between comedy around the world in different countries and things like that. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was 
entertaining enough i hope it was informal enough like i'm saying like for most of these episodes this is supposed to be something that you can listen to and feel like oh yeah like i want to enjoy listening to that i would like to listen to that that's something that like i could just listen along to no matter what i'm doing and it's not supposed to be like something that is supposed to like educate me (laughs) um if that makes sense like it's not something you like put on and you want to feel educated it's something you put on and you want to feel like you're part of a discussion you're part of a conversation or like you're listening to someone talk or something like that so um with all that said and done i hope you enjoyed today's episode of how's that the first episode of how's that is done Woo! i just get like a little party popper one of those things get get a little party popper um if you've got any leftover from new year's day do people even use party poppers anymore i don't know i haven't seen a party popper in quite a while but anyway enough to talk about party poppers um (laughs) um i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did make sure you follow this page and you can also go follow the page on instagram and twitter um which is just at how's that pod i'll leave it like the username in the description of this podcast um make sure you read the descriptions by the way (laughs) because i spend like ages typing them up and then i feel like nobody ever like realizes they're there so um make sure you go and check out the description see what it says in there because sometimes i put like questions and stuff in there and make sure you leave a review make sure you rank it five stars or you know however many stars you want but five stars is probably the best for me anyway (laughs) um but yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did like i said make sure you follow this page so you'll get a notification every single time i post a brand new episode um i haven't quite got an upload schedule yet purely because um whether I'm actually going back to school or not next week is uncertain and is not definite yet so I think I probably will be but if I'm not then it's a little bit easier for me to record episodes if I'm doing like online school or anything but I don't think it'll be online school this time I don't know we're like fingers crossed that it will be (laughs) I know everyone's like fingers crossed it won't be I'm like fingers crossed it will be but um yeah I'll let you know as soon as I can figure out some kind of upload schedule um but yeah um until next time i'll see you soon stay curious stay safe have a good week have a good weekend whatever you're doing um and yeah i'll see you soon bye (laughs)